this podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 51 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Pat. I am Andy. And I'm Eddie. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. Once again, we join each other and our listening public for another exciting episode of Paranormal Dance. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. It's so excited to bring another episode uh, back to our listeners, and uh, hopefully you look forward to the episodes as much as we enjoy making them. So how are you sitting over there, Eddie? I'm doing well over here at the Fossil Compound. We're doing all right. Um, <laughs> the aliens haven't abducted us yet, so we're, 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 holding, <laughs> we're holding on for dear life. No, doing great, man. Like you said, Andy, um, excited to keep doing this. It's been a fun way to kind of keep our sanity during all of this um, um, uh, isolation. <laughs> Insane in the membrane. And uh, so, yeah, it's been a fun way to, for us to keep making and doing and telling stories that we enjoy doing. So, Well, before, before we started recording, we were actually talking about some recent health issues <laughs> among the three of us. So... Hypothetically, Eddie, if an alien does come down and probe us, does that count as our colonoscopy for the year? Or exactly, you know? I'm going to look up. I'm going to be like, you know what? You better whatever you find, you better send my forms to my insurance company. Unfortunately, I got an, a a letter from my doctor that says I have to schedule and schedule one uh, very soon. So I don't think the alien one counts. So I guess I have a twofer. In, in my oh situation. man double probing no yeah good. no good no, no bueno no bueno no, but we'll no bueno. Hey, we'll we'll stay healthy we'll stay healthy for all of you listeners so we can keep churning out amazing new episodes and and with that i guess should should we dive right in guys with our first segment which is always recent sightings yeah who's got that this week uh me all right recent sightings in a rare turn of events, gents and loyal listeners, this is really recent. Wow. Really, really recent. As recent as now. In this very <laughs> second. No, um, I'm thinking of a no. I'm thinking of a color. Purple. <laughs> you got it. Oh. <laughs> there we go. That was it. Recent, recent sightings. Pat guessed my color. I just guessed no. that because your middle name is Prince. Ooh, it is. Eddie Prince Fossler. There it is. No, but this does have to do with uh, isolation, quarantine, and the paranormal. Yeah. So lately, what's been happening with people, have people who have otherwise never experienced paranormal events in their lives, primarily this all has to do with uh, the afterlife, ghosts, if you will. Um, people have been staying in their houses a heck of a lot longer than they have been in their 
in the before times <laughs> before all of the <laughs> in the before times exactly it's like pre-apocalypse you mean exactly <laughs> in the before times there was andy pat and eddie and they told <laughs> stories of ghosts and bigfoots we, we had plentiful toilet paper back then toilet no paper way, flowed like, <laughs> like honey <laughs> We um, go to the store and actually find Lysol wipes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the funny part. Like, where's the disinfectant wipes? They start no, laughing and crying at you. We haven't store. seen those since April. Those <laughs> don't exist. You see a Bigfoot before you see one of those. Yeah. But people have been home longer and longer periods of time. In some cases, staying in their houses for days and days, even weeks before heading back out and in, into the wild to get to get more toilet paper. <laughs> and so uh, in that increased home time, people have been reporting more and more paranormal um, happenings in their homes. Uh, homes, like I said before, that haven't been showing or demonstrating any sort of weird behavior. And your boy Eddie scrubbed the internet and got some stories of the different people's experiences while staying in houses that up until before the pandemic had never had any sort of paranormal experiences. Before I get into this, there on the counter of this is people saying, well, of course, I mean, you're, you're in your home longer. And so you're going to be noticing things, sounds of the house settling and all those things, uh, little weird quirks about your house that you maybe wouldn't have noticed before because you're gone for work or socialization or whatever. But in some of these cases, in a lot of these cases, these things don't sound like house settling noises and stuff like that. So with that in mind, put on your hats, your, your, your paranormal hats, get your night vision goggles, get your fingerless gloves because they look so gosh darn cool. And let's go ghost hunting pandemic style. So the first story here is in good old Los Angeles with a gentleman by the name of Adam. Oh, sorry. Adrian Gomez. My handwriting is terrible. Talk about paranormal. <laughs> um, so he and his partner were in their apartment and they've been there for weeks and weeks, like all of us, you know, months, you know, in isolation or in, in quarantine and they noticed a pattern beginning to emerge in their house where a, a a lamp or not lamp a window shade would all of a sudden just start shaking on its own and that there's a, a a window shade right next to it that would be completely still so it wasn't mm. like it was wind blowing on it this one singular window shade flapping around and then right in tune with that disembodied footsteps tramping all over their bedroom and the hallway outside their bedroom the word disembodied just makes my skin crawl um, right <laughs> i i do like that there was a another lamp there it, it almost like uh and i don't know what do you say double blind study or at least you know uh, something, blind, something... You, that <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got the control group and then that's you right. got <laughs> yeah the one that shakes on its own that, exactly that's what i was getting at pat yes because <laughs> you, you have you have basis for comparison there so right had it been something of the natural world, both of them would have been shaking or both of them would have not been shaking. But disembodied right. footsteps, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think of the pitter-patter of little feet running away, and, and I immediately think of ghost children, which yep. many people think that ghost children are scarier than ghost adults. Right. For what it's Especially worth. when they're next pound for pound. spin around What's in it? circles. Let's just say, because kids are scary, <laughs> scary humans. Kids are scary. They, they'll come at you hot. You don't even know what's happening anymore. Daddy! You're like, what, what? <laughs> What's on fire? Nothing. I just love you. Oh, God. okay. <laughs> my heart. My heart. 
Um, but yeah, disembodied footsteps going all over their house and uh, a window shade right next to another window shade flapping around like there's no tomorrow. Uh, the next story. This is New York City. New York City! Coast to coast. Uh, Patrick Hins, H-I-N-D-S, uh, living in an apartment in uh, New York City with uh, his partner, his husband, and their daughter. And they decided, we've been locked down in the city too gosh darn long. We're going to go to a bed and breakfast up in upstate New York. Still stay kind of isolated, still stay isolated, be on our own. So they go to this uh, Airbnb, which the people are, are just not Airbnb, but a bed and breakfast. And the people who own the bed and breakfast said, we haven't had any visitors here for a long time because of the pandemic. So they're like, okay, cool. We have the whole place to ourselves. Yes, you do. So they're in this bed and breakfast. Once again, disembodied footsteps just going all up and down the house to the point where they hid under the comforter. <laughs> you know? And that's then like, like Scooby Doo style, like shaking, trembling <laughs> yeah, underneath the exactly. comforter. Exactly. That's the shaggy, that's the shaggy defense method there. Exactly. And then uh, also they went into the uh, the um, uh, Patrick went into the kitchen to investigate and saw a full body apparition just standing in the kitchen like sup dog <laughs> you're in my you want an omelet I'm making one <laughs> making ghost omelets by the way is there is there a bed and, any bread bed and breakfasts that aren't haunted right I mean any like because that that's the first thing you think of is bed and breakfast oh it's haunted yeah at least for me I've been in one before that was haunted um. Ooh. You know, my my daughter and her mom stayed at one this past summer. It was haunted. Like I, I've never known an experience at a B and B that wasn't a little bit spooky. Yeah, um, yeah. This one too. I add that one. He's making a ghost omelet. He's like, "Hey, I'm putting peppers in it. Guess what kind of peppers they are, Pat? <laughs> Guess what? Ghost peppers. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> ghost peppers. You said it on the tee, and I just swing away. <laughs> They're. They're scary going in and they're scary going out. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Your colon will be haunted. Ooh. Your alien defense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you can't probe this guy. Move along. Move along. <laughs> Let's stay away from this one. This is not Sorry, the, this is not the uh this is not the probing you're looking for. Move along. Yes. Move I'm along. Okay. Nashville, Tennessee. Home of Crazy Zeke and his dog that get abducted all the time. <laughs> no, not Crazy Zeke. <laughs> um, Janet Cowan uh, has a very interesting thing happening to her in her apartment uh, where she will get a shower and her hot water knobs, not only in the shower, in the shower and the sink when she's, when she's running warm water, like, you know, both, both, both knobs turned on, only the hot water gets turned off. Hmm. She'll be she'll be actively getting a shower and then go back. To, no, notice the water becomes ice cold, goes to touch the knobs and realizes that there, in her case, it's two knobs and the hot water has been turned off. Weird. So you physically have to turn the knob. Turn it, it, that's, that's, yeah, that's hard to explain. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, there may not... be some physics there, but uh, yeah, weird physics. I mean, I don't know, you know, when you're talking about a gust of wind or, or a trick of light, you know, things, but to, to turn a knob like that would take physical force. That would be an intelligently controlled entity of some kind, I would think. I mean, I, I, I'm not a plumber. I don't know of any force on the other side of the wall that could physically turn a knob like that. So uh, I don't yeah, know. All the way to the off position, too. Um, we're going across the ocean to the land of 
I'm so ethnist. Oh, to the land of noodles and marinara. <laughs> Italy? So, go on Italy. <laughs> All right. Go on Italy. Uh, Florence, Italy. Um, I'm I'm kidding. I know more about Italy than that. I'm just having fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, he Florence. knows he knows linguini and he knows ravioli yeah. and he knows. Uh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Florence, Italy. A woman by the name of Madison Hill uh, is living there and working from home. And all these people are in quarantine. Like all these people are like been in their homes for a very long time. Um, recently, after quarantining for several weeks and months has seen uh, odd things happening in her house. Towels that she, she has no pets, no pets in the house. Towels that she has hung up on a towel bar are thrown across the room. Hmm. So they're not just on the floor. They are, they are, they've been moved. And um, uh, her keys, she'll put her keys in the exact same spot and then wake up the next day and they are moved to a different spot. That would drive me absolutely insane. Right? <laughs> why, were you, house yeah, cushions like, everywhere. why were you late for work today? Oh, the ghost hid my keys again. Yeah. <laughs> right? That is weird because, again, you have, you know, inanimate objects moving. You know, yep. again, it, it takes force for, you know, some unseen entity to do that. And, you know, obviously, you know, the skeptic might say, oh, well, the towels, you know, they fell off of the towel rack. Well, if they're on the other side of the room, no, they didn't, you know. No. That and you have to presume, you know, if just one of these people reporting these stories are sane, then you have yourself paranormal phenomena. I don't know these people, but I, I'd be inclined to say that they're all uh, normal enough, sane enough that I, I, I would believe them. I have no reason not to believe them. I've, I've seen strange incidents with my own eyes before, but it, yeah, I, I have a theory. Can I throw a theory out there for you guys? Hit us. Sure. So, in, in my opinion, having, you know, kind of immersed myself in the psychic and spiritual world all these years, I've noticed that when people are experiencing strong emotions or uh, people who are just very emotionally intelligent beings, people who wear their heart on the sleeve, people who feel things very intensely, they tend to be a little bit more prone to psychic and intuitive and paranormal experiences. I think the reason is because the the psychic part of ourself is really strongly linked with the emotional aspect of our being. And so, and I, and I think this, this whole pandemic, the whole quarantine, it's brought out strong emotions in all of us, obviously right. sadness from losing people, anxiety from going out in public, you know, stress about our job and finances. It, it's making all of us very emotional and therefore it's making all of us very psychic. Um, not to say we would fall victim to, you know, negative paranormal happenings, but it just makes you more likely to experience them. Plus, you know, uh, on a common sense down to earth explanation, like you were saying, Eddie, people are just home more, you know, and maybe just that alone is, is accounting for them to, to see these things happening. Whereas opposed, we know when life was, when everything was open and people were going to work and life was busier and more crazy, you might not have noticed Right. Uh, and out of place item in your house because there was just simply too much going on. You come home right. just to sleep usually. And, and then <laughs> exactly. you get up the next day and you leave and you're gone again. Exactly. This is where I sleep and eat. And that's about the size of it. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pat. Well, it makes me wonder too, you know, are the spirits a little put out that people are home more and people are around more, you know, <laughs> maybe they enjoy having the people around. Maybe they don't, maybe they want more peace and quiet. And right. with all the people there all the time, maybe 
they're getting a little rambunctious. You know, they they don't want uh, to be bothered. They're like our cats. They want us to leave for work and they want to be left alone. Go home. You, you I want to take my nap. <laughs> you guys, go away. You guys have probably seen those memes floating around social media of the difference. Like since the pandemic started, dogs are just happy as can be because they get to hang out with their owners all day on Zoom and, and everything. And cats are just like glaring at us like, leave me alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're here an awful lot. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I'm going to go puke um, on your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, an added little bonus to this lady's keys to uh, uh, Madison Hill's keys getting moved. Also, inexplicably, wherever she finds her keys, uh, there's also a camera lens cover next to her keys as well. That's kind of creepy. And, that's, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was like, I'm taking it as maybe a sign that I should start taking photos again. Like she, so she started like, like taking more photos, but it was a weird little development. Like no, where her keys, wherever she found her keys, there was also a, 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 the, the camera lens cover from her camera. So I'm assuming she was a photographer and maybe these yeah. are coming from her. If Okay. If she didn't have a camera, that would be the freakiest thing ever. Right. <laughs> I, I would start to speculate like stalker or something, but yeah, you know, so she has but, a camera. yeah, if she puts a spin like that on it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was kind of more of a peaceful sign or message from, you know, one of her deceased loved ones or one of her guardian angels, just a nudge to take more pictures. That has a happy ending to it. I like that one. I, know. I like that. I like that one too. And here's one that's a little, we're going to end on a high note, on a scary note. <laughs> so, and this is something that I've had experience with uh, in my own right. But uh, in Richmond, British Columbia, is that in Canada, by the way, guys? Yeah, that's yes. that's north of, uh, yeah, Van, uh, British Columbia. That's in Vancouver, just north of uh, Washington. Okay. Yeah, I the, think. I'm 90% yeah, sure. That sounds right. The sister land to Paranormal Dads, our friends in Canada, keeping an eye on us hosers down Canada. here. <laughs> Um, in Richmond, British Columbia. Um, oh, and I didn't get this person's name. I'm a, that's me. Look, look, look at my, uh, my, um, media integrity here. <laughs> we'll just, we'll call it, we'll call her BC for Bethany Ooh, Catherine. Good old BC. Brittany um, Celeste. Hoser McHoser. <laughs> um, this person, I remember, I remember it was a she, uh, she was working from home, like a lot of us have been doing, working from home. And she had a little desk lamp right next to her uh, work setup. And during the daytime, she would have the lamp off. But as the night came on, she would turn the lamp on and continue to work for an hour or so or whatever. The lamp began to turn itself on while she was working. And it kept putting her off, like, what the heck's going on? And it's one of these touch lamps. You, you would have to touch it to turn it on. And uh, it would just turn itself on. And she's like, that's weird. And so it kept happening with a certain amount of regularity to the point where she got so angry, get this, that she vocalized something and said, stop it. And then the lamp proceeded to not turn on again, stopped doing it. The very next day, the ceiling fan light above her began to turn on. <laughs> without that her without her doing anything she just sounds like a smart out ghost sounds like a jerk ghost. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you stop with your desk oh. lamp <laughs> i'll do you one better <laughs> exactly my stop my this. my opinion is if a ghost is messing with your electricity and your your uh, electrical uh, appliances it needs to chip in for your electric bill 
There you right. Go. It's only fair. Right. You're going to have fun. You better pay for it. That's right. There's this one cheapskate ghost that's turning off all the lights. It's too bright in here. Save a few pennies. Turning the heat down to about 67 degrees. What are you doing, ghost? Just because you're dead. I need some I need some heat. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's only a few. I, I, I handpicked some of those out of the articles that I was reading. But there's quite a few. If you look up um, um, ghost uh, haunting experiences during the pandemic, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon. And Andy, I think you're on to something. Uh, they actually had a psychic medium who they interviewed and uh, she had said the exact same thing that you just said. Yeah, it's, it, it just makes sense. I mean, and you know, I, I don't know, you know, I, and keep your eyes open. If you're a listener, keep your eyes open, <laughs> keep, keep your eyes on your desk lamps and ceiling fans and uh, apparently your towels. So and your, your camera lens caps. <laughs> yeah. Watch your car <laughs> keys. For those of you not working at home in offices, you know, those are pretty empty these days, too. And mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of a different vibe in the office as well. I, I, I worked late a couple of nights last week, and I was pretty much the only one in the office. And uh, it's kind of weird. You hear noises and sounds and things that you don't normally hear during the day. And Eddie's had some experience with that as well. So, yeah, that's what I was just... kind of goes both ways. Yeah. That's what I was just yeah. thinking. That story Eddie relayed to us about his office chair getting pulled when he was working overnight shifts doing installing computer software. Uh, it's yeah, it's interesting, very interesting. So good, good luck to everybody working from home. <laughs> Have fun if you hear your window blinds getting flipped around for no reason. Just uh, yeah, like Eddie said, tell him you owe you owe part of the bill. That's right. Well, coming up next in pop culture and the paranormal. Uh, I have a very fun and highly interactive uh, game of sorts. Ooh. So break out, <laughs> break out a, a pen and paper and you can keep score because uh, I'm going to test your monster trivia coming up next. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. All right, boys. I, I have something really fun rounded up for us for pop culture and the paranormal. So you probably heard by now a uh, longtime host of the game show Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, has passed away. And I, for one, have been a lifelong fan of that show. I, I literally watch it every single day. Uh, back when my grandma was alive, that was one thing we enjoyed doing together is watching Jeopardy. And, you know, nowadays with you know, cell phones, I, I, you know, if I see a clue that reminds me of one of my friends or family member, I'll snap a picture of the clue and text it to them to see if they know the answer. I, I was going to say, Andy regularly, regularly sends us pictures of, of Jeopardy questions. Yeah, you know, they just, you know, they remind me of people. If I see a, you know, an animal clue come on, I'll text it to my wildlife, you know, conservation people out in California and whatnot. It's, it's just fun. So I, w- I got to thinking, you know, in a paranormal sense, I wondered if there's any like monster, myth, mystery, Jeopardy clues. So I looked it up and I'm on JeopardyQuestions.com and it's kind of a random assortment of clues that have been offered over the years on the show that have to do with these subjects. So I thought maybe I'd toss five over to Eddie. I'd give five to Pat. Uh, keep score. Be honest. And I'll, I'll just see who the winner is. I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of paranormal dare that happens here and putting it behind the computer so no one i'm not (laughs) or they can be seen no no phone a friend no lifelines uh the phone can be the prize the what whoever wins get eddie's phone (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a fair prize. Full disclosure. It has a weird crack down the middle of it, and it smells kind of funny, like my neck. <laughs> it smells oh, it has like a, jerky and tears. Has a crack down the middle, and it smells funny. I wonder what that could be. <laughs> <laughs> my phone's a butt. My phone's a butt. Hashtag my phone's a butt. <laughs> All right. Uh, On that note, um, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw Pat the first question in no particular order. I have no I have no idea what the dollar amounts are on gotcha. this so i'll say this is for 18 gold doubloons pat mm-hmm. um okay footage from raymond burr was added to this 1954 japanese classic uh maybe to make it scarier i think that's a typo let me reread that footage of raymond burr was added to this 1954 japanese classic movie to make it scarier what is godzilla let me click, <laughs> and you are correct, good oh. sir. Pat, Pat yeah. winning the gold doubloons. All right. Pat Weiss making it nice with the first win. Our correct All answer. All right. Let's see. Eddie, are you ready? I'm ready. My name Eddie. rhymes with it. <laughs> ready, Eddie. And all the listeners, hopefully, are playing along, too. Yeah, play along with us. Okay. Another category of movie monster. A documentary film crew in the Amazon encounters a giant snake in this 1997 movie. Anaconda, son. Get out of here. Three gold stars for Eddie. Woohoo! I say, what is Anaconda? Yeah, oh. that's, true. that's true. I should revoke that, but I won't. <laughs> did you say, what is Godzilla, though? <laughs> yeah, did you Did you phrase it in the form of a question? I did. I did. Yeah, he did. He did. I just realized that. Oh, I'm a... What, what is it? <laughs> I'll let that one slide. See, see, here's the flashback. Just listen. What is Godzilla? See, I told you. I said it. Well done. Well Thanks done. Thanks for Pat. the instant replay, Pat. <laughs> oh, curse this, curse this technology around us. <laughs> okay, so it's one to one. Back to you, Pat. Improbably, in 1958, Steve McQueen played a teenager being chased by this improbable giant amoeba-like mass. What is the blob? You are correct, good sir. Four uh, rainbow unicorns to Pat. I got four? Man, I only got three of those things. All right, you ready, Eddie? I'm ready. In 1935, Elsa Lancaster played this doctor's hair, or excuse me, hair raising, second creation, and was meant to wed the first. That was that what was worded is, very strange. What is the bride of Frankenstein? The correct answer is Dr. Frankenstein. I'm gonna throw oh, this computer I the same thing. <laughs> so Pat takes the lead. Oh, two to one. So close, heart. Eddie. So close. So close. Now these are all the, the I, I'm only seeing categories of monster movies. Maybe they're all yeah, it looks like it looks like these are all monster movies. So I hope that's okay. That's, that's okay. It. I'm already hosed because Pat's gonna like crack his knuckles and just Hey, our tagline <laughs> is monsters, myths, and mysteries. So we never said they were weren't movie monsters. It's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back to whose turn is it now? Yeah. George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino wound up in a bar full of these creatures in 1996 from dusk till dawn. How about what is praying mantis? <laughs> it's actually <laughs> vampires. 
Vampires, vampires. <laughs> I didn't see the movie, so oh, yeah, so good. Might as well take a shot in the dark if you don't know it. Sometimes well, an educated yeah, guess is right. What kind of bug are you gonna see in, in a bar in the middle of nowhere? That's true. Hopefully, not the COVID bug. <laughs> okay, Eddie's chance to catch up. Um, Here I go. Here's the clue. This big ape was billed as the eighth wonder of the world by promoter Carl Denham. What is King Kong? Yes, you are correct, good sir. If you said One... what is the son of King Kong, I was going to throw this, flip this table. Over. <laughs> A billion dollars to Eddie. Woo! All right, back to Pat. Raymond Burr was a reporter investigating this fire-breathing lizard in Tokyo in 1956 and 1985. What is Godzilla? <laughs> once again. Once again? Yeah, once again, you're correct. Huh? They threw that in there twice. Was but again, Godzilla? <laughs> but again, you know, these are clues from Jeopardy from over the years. So these yeah, could have yeah, appeared yeah. and showed like seasons apart. Right. Um, right. Eddie, right. question My number turn. four. The movie Monster played by David Hedison, Brett Halsley, Jeff Goldblum, and Eric Stoltz. I'm going to go with what is the fly? I believe that's correct. Let me click on it. You are right. Yes! <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, the score is three to three. And We're here we come up. to the here we come to the fifth and final round. We might have to have a tiebreaker if this it's is tied the at the end. That's courtesy to all you people. That's You're welcome. Rock voice. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, ready, Pat? Yep. In 1951, James Arness played this vegetable-like monster from another world. Uh, 1951? Correct. Vegetable-like monster. Well, if it was 1952, I'd note it right away. But 1951, that's a toughie. Um, what is the Cabbage Patch Kid? It's actually <laughs> the thing. The thing. Oh, the answer the is the thing. What is the thing? Yeah, what that's, that's that's what kind of stumped me, too. It was a vegetable? <laughs> that's I weird. I kind of want to look up the thing now and see what it looks like. Okay, ready? Yep. Last, if Eddie, if you get this right, the game is over. You Jeopardy champion. No paranormal pressure. He's sitting alongside Ken Jennings. Yes! <laughs> okay. The Gill Man is a prehistoric beast from the Amazon in this 1954 movie. Oh, I'm going to go for it. Is it, what is the creature from the Black Lagoon? And Eddie wins the match. Yes! In Pat's defense, that was a tough one. I, I've never <laughs> seen the thing, but how is a vegetable-like creature scary? Yeah, the vegetable thing kind of threw me off. I might have guessed the thing if I wasn't put on the track. I was trying to think of, wasn't there some kind of a movie about a giant tom tomato or... Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Attack <laughs> of the Killer Tomato, that's what it was. <laughs> there was one, Andy, when you said vegetable, I remember seeing this as a kid because like a lot of us here, especially on the show... I sometimes would watch late night weird, like those weird black and white sci-fi movies. There was one that was legit like a giant thing of celery that was like <laughs> people were shooting at. They were like, "Someone get the peanut butter and raisins over here, quick!" G -g 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 we gotta, we gotta kill this thing. We did a bunch of preschoolers for snack time. 
<laughs> and to be factually correct, apparently tomatoes are fruit, not vegetables. Oh, but, Pat, because they got seeds on the know, inside. We got to put that disclaimer in there. Yeah. We don't want the FCC turning us off. We don't want the hate. Yeah. We don't want the hate mail to start rolling in. We'd have to get all the paranormal dad lawyers together and get into this big thing. We we don't want to do that. We just got through with uh, you know Twinkie Gate. The last thing we need is to get involved with the right. tomato, tomato yes, scam. That was ugly. That ugh. I'm still walking with a limp from that one. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for participating in the first ever, perhaps not the last, but the first ever paranormal Jeopardy. And uh, next, we'll kind of ease into the, the main course. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Pat's up for main mystery coming yep. up next. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> so we're going to have a little geopolitical thriller on this version of the uh, the main mystery. Ba -ba -ba -bum. You guys ever hear of anything called remote viewing? Ah, yeah, remote viewing. Yeah, that's that's in the psychic realms. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is uh, one of the psychic things I, I learned about this. Oh, it was probably about the time that we started the show. Uh, I came across an article about psychic viewing or remote viewing. And, um, and it's always kind of intrigued me. And I thought we'd spend some time talking about it. Uh, there's, there's one case in particular I, I, I'm kind of focusing on. Uh, it was an episode that happened back in uh, around 1979. And apparently there was a plane crash in, um, in Central Africa. It would have been the country. It was, it was once known as Zaire and later known as the Congo. And apparently a plane crashed. And it's kind of weird that the story goes back and forth. You're not sure whose plane it was. Was it a Russian plane? Was it an American plane? Some say it was a smaller plane. Some say it was a larger Russian plane. But at any rate, the Americans knew about this crash. And they very much wanted to get whatever documents or equipment was on this aircraft when it went down. And they spent a lot of time using satellites and um, probably like SR-71s or U-2 spy planes kind of looking for this plane, couldn't find it. So they tapped into a, a special uh, group of people that were working for the Air Force. It was a project known as the Stargate Project. And what it was was a group of psychics who kind of worked for the CIA. And what they would do is they would be told just some basic facts about what they wanted them to focus on. And they would uh, draw maps. They would uh, kind of almost go into a trance and they would record, you know, what they said or what they, you know, take down, you know, any details that they could come out with. And it, there was one particular woman who came up with uh a longitude and latitude for them to investigate and they sent in a small team uh, kind of covertly and sure enough they found a plane wreckage um, at that site where and it was heavily covered in in jungle canopy you know you couldn't see it with the satellites or the the flyovers and uh, 
as the story goes, you know, they found what they were looking for. And this went all the way up to President Carter at the time. Even Carter didn't know about it at the time that when it was going on. But uh, he was kind of intrigued once they told him how they came about coming across uh, this airplane. The project was also made into a book in 2004 called The Men Who Stare at Goats. Either of you guys read yeah, this one? And they, they actually made that into a movie, I believe, with the George Clooney. George and- Clooney. Yeah. In in 2009, yeah. It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek type of movie. I mean, it's like it's very dry humor. I have seen it. Yeah, and and what wasn't at least in the movie there was like psychics who claimed to like be able to stare at goats and just like with their thoughts alone they could get the goat to like keel over if like fall over dead kind of deal. Yeah, they could kill a goat by thinking. Yeah, yeah, from what I've read it sounds like I haven't seen the movie yet, but I might have to go see it now after reading about it, but um it sounds like it was kind of like you said almost kind of a comedy sort yeah, of thing very much but but the the serious aspect of the remote viewing is almost like um these psychics who can have an out-of-body experience of sorts you know to to separate their body and their 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 soul so to speak using their you know their intuitive third eye to go somewhere else in the world to you know to see a place that they can't physically be at almost like almost like a google earth a psychic yeah. google earth right basically, yeah right remote viewing is one of those things that i think even the most skeptical of people when you sit back and really read about what these people were able to do with little very little information and then when they were able to kind of take the different remote viewers and build kind of a picture of what was happening and then use that information to validate real things happening was pretty insane. And, you know, especially during like wartime and stuff, governments don't spend time and resources on things that don't work either, you know? Right. And this is a pretty deep rabbit hole. I'm not sure if you're going to touch this far down, Pat, but uh, there's even reports of psychics who did remote viewing, uh, uh, you know, would they'd focus on like the dark side of the moon to see. And there was people, there were psychics who reported on the dark side of the moon. There's, alien civilizations and full-blown you know uh, ufo projects going on and who knows what to believe but there's speculation about that kind of thing yeah i came across one document they actually did an investigation into mars and apparently one remote viewer uh described a tall tall people uh, on the surface of mars but this happened like a, a thousand years bc you know they came up with information that this is something that was ancient. You know, you talk about your ancient aliens and this apparently took place on Mars. So that was, that was kind of an eye opening article I, that I saw. Um, yeah, do it. If, if you go into the CIA actually has a number of articles on their website uh, that have been, you know, approved for release. You know, they've long since been like declassified, uh, declassified. Right. And I found one interesting document. This is from a, uh, a staff meeting minutes document from the 28th of March, 1979. And the topic is parapsychology. And it says the acting chief Air Force summarized a recent interesting case in which an Air Force sensitive, quote unquote, individual may have aided in the location of a plane which crashed in Africa after its crew members bailed out. Following intensive and unsuccessful efforts to locate the plane wreckage by other means, the sensitive was contacted by the Air Force and after a vision provided coordinates, the name of the country, and a description of the terrain in which the plane crashed. 
Acting upon this information, the Air Force has located an area corresponding to that described by the sensitive and is investigating what appears to be a crash site. So there you and, go. And that you know, they people have pretty much made that as 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 part of this investigation that uh, the story came from. So I like I like how they keep referring to the psychic as a sensitive. A he's, sensitive. Yeah. he's he's a sensitive guy. He's in, <laughs> he's in he's in touch with his with his inner, you know, feminine side. Don't look at him. Don't look at him wrong. He's Don't look sensitive. At him. He, he has to use fragrance-free uh detergent. He's yeah. just so like, sensitive. He gets Ooh. he gets he gets a rash. Yeah. 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 Lukewarm baths really. <laughs> nothing hot, nothing too cold. But yeah, I, I mean that that's kind of a short and sweet you know coverage of 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 remote viewing, but there's another document I saw on the CIA's website about, I, I can't remember the, the actual title of the, the document, but it was basically like a, a lesson plan for working with psychics. This is how you go through it. You write down, you have a picture of some place, you put it in an envelope, you put it in another envelope, you set it in a room next to the psychic and ask them to describe what's in the envelope so it's like double double secure envelope right and, and they have them draw out maps or you know pictures or describe what's in in the document you know that's it's kind of the way they test uh this sort of thing yeah and it's interesting a fascinating thing the way that they were able to single people out like that and then use them for various missions and it's a fascinating subject it really is yeah well and the thing that I keep thinking of, you know, if this is if it's possible to to have this ability, which I believe it is, um, theoretically, there would be no limits on how far away you could see. If you could find a plane in Africa, you could you could find a, a, a plane on another civilization and, you know, two galaxies over. I mean, right. we're, we're talking about defying the laws, the laws of space and time. So mm-hmm. that's really interesting. And there, yeah, there have been psychics who claim to be able to see things on Mars and, and beyond. And, you know, unfortunately, in many of those cases, there's no way to verify or validate, right. you know, those theories. But uh, there, there would no there wouldn't be any limits. You know, it, it's, you know, you, you're getting into the psychic realms, you're kind of defying the laws of physics. So it, it's interesting to ponder. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I it's it, it, it's a unique one. It's a lesser known one, Pat. I'm glad you selected this because I'm sure there's going to be a few listeners who have never heard of that concept. But wasn't um, Edgar Casey a big remote viewer? Yeah, correct. Uh, Edgar Casey, he was one of the uh, the sleeping prophet, as he's known, one of the most well known psychics in history. And yeah, he, he kind of had a knack for the remote viewing. Pat, didn't he? I mean, he claimed to have known what's inside the pyramids or inside the uh, the the paw of the sphinx in egypt he claims it's hollow and there's a i guess like a treasure chest of ancient you know knowledge or something in there but if i'm not mistaken he was kind of down on like all the tools that people were starting to use for ghost hunting and he was more none of those tools work just bring a good psychic with you and that's the best thing you can have with you well, and he was, he was kind of like, yeah, he was old school for sure. I mean, granted he was practicing as a psychic and a seer and a, and a sensitive <laughs> long before <laughs> it was uh, acceptable to do so. But now he would, Edgar Casey would just get comfortable on a couch and he'd loosen his tie and he'd untie his shoelaces and he would lay there and essentially remote view 
things from all over the not just remote view things in different places such as the pyramids in Egypt but he could almost remote view um, inside the human body he was a medical intuitive so he could you know accurately diagnose what was going on with people and prescribe a solution many a times it worked and he saved he saved lives that way so uh, but it's yeah, remote viewing. There you go. If you want to, if you want to try it at home, you could do some experiments. Have your kids round up some random, random stuff from around the house, stick it in a Manila folder, and see if you could guess what's in there. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Probably, probably your go. car key. It's your car keys that you lost months ago. There you go. There you go. Next to a camera lens cap. Exactly. Um, get a goat, stare at it till it dies. <laughs> <laughs> Give it the old stink eye. The neighbors ask, "What are you doing?" Ah, remote viewing. Just trying to kill a goat here. We got to eat sometime. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to another uh, goofy, wacky, um, off the beaten path episode, everybody. Uh, feel free to reach out if you have questions or comments. You can find us on all of our social media outlets and email to paranormaldads at gmail.com. And uh, special thanks to the good people at freesounds.org uh, for all of our sound effects and all that fun stuff. And also to Premium Beats for our, our uh, intro music. And all that's in our credits as well. If you want to check that stuff out, you can read that in there and have a good time. All right. Thanks Join for us listening. Again next time, everybody. Peace. And with that, I guess, should should we dive right in, guys, with our first segment, which is always recent sightings? Yeah. Who's got that this week? Uh, me. <laughs> Sorry. And <laughs> transition. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like Tony the Tiger. Uh, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello, kitty. She'll be fine. Come here. Come here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest on the show, Pat's cat. Oh, Pat's cat. Sarah has come to join the game. Pat's cat, Sarah. She's paranormal in her own right. Look at her. Oh, she's a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl. She's a lover. Yes, look at that face. <laughs> Get a picture. <laughs> she's, she's smelling the mic. It smells <laughs> funny, kitty. <laughs> Sarah is all about being in Pat's <laughs> face. No, she's just she's staring just, at him. She's just going to sit here. <laughs> okay. My cat was pestering me before we uh, before we started. I had to give him food or else he wasn't going to leave me alone. All right, On Sarah. the edit, if you remember, Andy, your cat and dog were barking and meowing their heads <laughs> off. And you were like, I'm going to go kill my I'm going to murder them. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they're about to have a wrestling match down here. Yep, and, yep. Yeah. It sounded like a legit zoo. You just heard like, rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> you, shut up. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Okay. All right. Guess what, guys? What? I've I've totally lost you guys. <laughs> what? I, I I like cannot see you anywhere, and I can't find you in my browser. I can hear you, but I can't. Well, we're see recording. You. We can see you. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> so who's who's recording then? I am. You okay. are. But are you still there? Yeah, yeah. we're still here. Okay.
<laughs> I don't know how I lost Where the voice. Sarah, what did you do? <laughs> I feel like I'm in, 